There is one power habit that unleashes physical, spiritual, and even intellectual ability. Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey friends, we're so excited that you're here on Inverse. We're starting a new quarter on the book of Daniel. So if you're starting some new habits this new year and uh, you want to change your life and change your body and change whatever, start with us and start reading the book of Daniel. We're going to start with a word of prayer. And if you're out there, get your Bibles out and turn to the book of Daniel. And we're going to have a word of prayer. And Siku, can you lead us out, please? Sure thing. Dear God, we're so thankful for the gift of life, and most importantly, we're thankful for your word because in it we find life. And Lord, we pray that as we study the Bible, as, as we delve into the book of Daniel, that the Holy Spirit would teach us things that would enhance our lives on this earth, and that we can be a blessing to others as we are blessed by your word in your name. Amen. 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 Sebastian, we're going to go to Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1. And for those of, you, those of you out there and you're with us and you've been with us every week, we so uh, appreciate your support. And uh, you may be wondering, whoa, they're, they're studying Daniel. If you want to look at our Bible study guides, we have new inverse Bible study guides. Go to inversebible.org and you can study with us along every day, every week. And we're going to go through the book of Daniel in a really different unique way and uh the angle that we're taking is well we won't tell you you got to study with us to find out so sebastian let's go to daniel chapter one and we'll start from verse one and read until until you get tired okay sounds good in the third year of the reign of jehoiakim king of judah nebuchadnezzar king of babylon came to jerusalem and besieged it and the lord gave jehoiakim king of judah into his hand with some of the articles of the house of god which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men, in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, in whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. Okay, we'll stop there. And Israel, what's going on there? Set us up here in the book of Daniel. I know we read the introduction, mm-hmm. there's the history there, but what's, what's the, the larger context? Uh, so the Bible tells us that Jehoiakim is in the third year of his reign. Mm-hmm. And at that time, what the book of Daniel does is that it pulls away the curtain in history and it tells us that he was overcome by King Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian king. This was done as God's form of intervention. You know, God steps in and he handed Jehoiakim into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, takes not only part of the treasure house of, of uh, the Israelite nation, but in addition to that, he takes some of the king's family, some of the, some of the nobles of that time, and then also some of the cream of the crop of the, of the nation's best and brightest individuals. And so the Bible says that Ashpenaz was in charge of bringing in these people so that the, uh, the Babylonian knowledge and education can be 
uh, they could benefit from that, and then they could actually go back to their home country and serve mm-hmm. as Babylon. So this is really setting up a new chapter in Israelite history. Um, I mean, people are conquering people all the time throughout the Bible history, but this is now the Babylonian stage, and this is totally new. <laughs> right. And as Israel said, these are, this is the cream of the crop. Um, Siku, can you start reading from verse 5? Something happens here. Sure. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. Now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Let's go down to verse 8, please. If you sure. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Keep going. Yep, first time. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. Okay, let's go to Israel, verse 14, please. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the ten days, when the king had said that they should be brought forth in that they should be brought forth in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, verse 19, I'll read here. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all none was among them all none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king, king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in his realm. All right, this is a long passage, but we kind of need to know the narrative. Um, so Daniel is one of the two apocalyptic books of the of the Bible. Apocalyptic meaning talking about the last days. But this is really weird because we're going to start off in prophecy, and we're going to talk about what's going to happen, and then all these stuff. And then the first chapter is about, and then they ate vegetables. Mm. So, Sebastian, what, 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 what's going on here in chapter 1? Why is this chapter the first chapter of Daniel, and what is it setting us up for? Well, I think it's, it's setting us up for the reality that prophecy is not so much about the predicting of events, mm. but also the preparation for when those events are going to take place. Mm. The fact that Daniel receives these prophecies later in the book, the foundation is being laid for how the choices he's making in terms of his physical diet, the spiritual choices that he's making in his life at this stage in early, you know, um, being being a captive early on in Babylon now is setting him up for use for God in the future. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we disconnect what we eat and how we're living in practical ways, this aspect of our lives from our spiritual understanding and insight. Mm-hmm. But the book of Daniel actually harmonizes those. Mm-hmm. It says there is a direct connection 
to the wisdom that God gives to the vegetables that the unit gave to them. Okay. I'd, okay. Secret. I, I mean, I'd, I'd add to that this being the first chapter, mm-hmm. not just a connection, but a foundational link, actually. Your ability to comprehend things intellectually, um, even your ability to connect spiritually, is foundationally related to your physical health. Mm. If, you're, if your mind is unable to comprehend what you are, what you are reading, then you're not going to be able to draw benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So it's saying that the way that we take care of our bodies is actually foundational to our spirituality, to our understanding of prophecy, yeah. to, mm-hmm. to all of these spiritual things. Your body and the way you care for your body is actually important to that, not just connected, but it's yeah. fundamental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in verse 17, it ends there that Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams, and it's as if because he had this kind of discipline, or what we call temperance habits, mm-hmm. uh, yes. that, that set him up to understand these things, and then the invitation is that if we also partake in these habits, mm-hmm. we will also be able to understand. So I think what's beautiful about this is it shows that God is not a respecter of persons, that God does not change. So here we see that what he did for Daniel here in this time in Babylon, he's willing and able to do for me in 2020. He's able to say that, Sebastian, if you give your body the best thing to have a clear mind, strong frame, I'm going to also give you wisdom and understanding in matters that would not be accessible to you otherwise. And I think that's what makes the book of Daniel also beautiful for us and relevant in this time. God hasn't changed, and God is willing to provide this equal, this blessing equally to me as well. And it's... I was going to say this is this is actually a powerful philosophical reality because you know philosophers wonder about this connection between the mind and the body. You know um, how how is the mind connected to the body? Are they separate? And but the Bible demonstrates that there's an intimate connection between what happens in your physical body and what happens in your mental life or your spiritual life. And and the Bible is unapologetic about it that there is a connection. So how what you do with your body, the way that you eat, the way you sleep. Um, your daily habits is connected to your mental habits. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's actually a profound thing, mm-hmm. philosophically speaking. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> not to disagree with, uh, with Sebastian Uh-oh. and Siku. I agree with what they're saying Uh-oh. 100%. Uh-oh. Verse 17 also, though, it gives us a... It, it gives uh, us, verse 17? Yeah, it okay. gives us a unique insight, too, into what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it says, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge. Yeah. And so there is, I agree that there's correlation between what we eat and, and, and how that affects our intellect. But also here, there's, a, there's also another narrative that is inserted here, and that is the divine uh, uh, connection mm. um, and interaction with the human agent of Daniel, right? Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you also have this other principle that says that those who honor God, God will also honor them. Mm-hmm. And so what, what, what emerges to me from Daniel chapter 1 is the fact that First of all, temperance is a, 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 a revealer of character. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a habit. So our habits reveal who we are. And Daniel could have said, I, don't want, I, just, I just want meat that is not offered to idols. Or instead of wine, I want to have you know, some, some other kind of drink. But Daniel and his friends, they actually went towards the simplest form of, of a diet, right? Mm-hmm. And they developed, in other words, they developed habits that formed or that give us an insight into the kind of character they had. They had simple lives. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, they weren't gluttons, right? Food was not important to them. It was a form of, they, you know, they ate, they, they ate to live. They did not live to eat, right? So, and I think that's, that's profound because in, in the beginning of the book where it tells us in verse 2 
that and the Lord gave Jehoiakim king of Judah into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. This lets us know that God was involved in this defeat, right? That God had a hand in this. Yes. And this, this idea of the, the great controversy and, and what's happening between the God of Daniel and the God of Nebuchadnezzar, it seems as if Daniel is losing, right? His God is losing. But yet Daniel, in the midst of Babylon, is deciding to still be on God's side, okay. even in his diet. What's the connection with there with temperance here? Well, I'm, I'm simply saying that making that decision on your diet was establishing where Daniel stood oh, okay. in this controversy, mm-hmm. right? He was establishing the side that he was on mm-hmm. moving forward. And so when we look at our physical bodies and what Israel's bringing out, that God gave them wisdom, it's not that the vegetables gave the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that the vegetables told that they were on the side of God. Okay, yeah. hold that thought. Okay, the vegetables did not provide the wisdom. In Acts chapter 1, there are three times where God as, is giving things to, to Daniel. So stay with us after the break and you'll find out. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. We're in Daniel chapter 1. There's a very exciting pattern that you see in chapter 1. Three times the Bible repeats. Well, the first time it's found in verse 2 that Sebastian talked about, that the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand. That word gave in, in, in Hebrew, if you will, is the oh. word Natan, which is the name of my second son. Ah. So, so, hey, Nathan. So, Shameless Natan. Plug. Shameless yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just got to throw that in there. Make and, sure he and, watches uh, this episode. Hey, 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 hey. So, here, God gives political victory. And so, I, I appreciate your point. Is it is God that's the source of all. And it's not the veggies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the second time it's mentioned is in verse 9. Now, God had brought Danny into favor. Uh, the, the, the Hebrew is he had given uh, social favor. Mm-hmm. So you've got political favor, you've got social favor, and then the verse that we've been talking about this entire episode, verse 17, what uh, Israel is mentioning, is verse 17, that God gave them knowledge, skill, and, and so intellectual blessings and mm-hmm. spiritual blessings. The source of all things is God. So mm-hmm. that needs to be underlined because sometimes we think, I'm going to eat a veggie burger, I'm going to become vegetarian, I'm going to be like Daniel. That ain't the case, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, you will be like Daniel because Daniel was vegetarian. Well, the, the, the point is there's all, these, there's all these vegetarian people out there. You're going to Burger King for the first time in like 10 years and you're eating your, your impossible, impossible whoppers. And yeah. you think, yeah, I'm ready now for, for spiritual blessings. But the source is from God. Yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this question, um, this temperance thing. Like, he's not being vegetarian here. It's a little bit more than that. Sure. What 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 is temperance? What are the actual details? What what's going on in the physiology of of of, of, of the actual temperance factor? Um, I, I think of what's the, what Israel had said before about the the lifestyle, the simple lifestyle. Mm. Um, temperance, simply put, is doing not doing those things that are harmful to your body, mm. and then those things that are good for you, doing them in moderation. Mm-hmm. So if something is bad for you, you just skip it all together. Mm-hmm. But there are things that are not necessarily bad, you know, but if you do it in excess, then it's going to become harmful. So, so too much of a good thing can also be can become as bad, a bad as a bad thing. thing. Right. Yeah. So temperance is good things in moderation, bad things never. Yeah, okay. Yes. In, a, in, another way, in another way, I think temperance is self-control. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, so there's temperance in food. Mm-hmm. There's also temperance in other things that are good. Mm-hmm. Temperance is essentially the principle of temperance is 
controlling yourself, having the ability to control yourself. Mm-hmm. So what's the connection here that on God is on this level and he's giving, 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 and on our level it's self-control. And when the two link up, then you have this, this yeah. blessing factor. Why, why self-control? Why, why you know, moderation? Like what's, what's the link there? Uh, temperance, temperance, self-control is an attribute of God. It's, mm. a, it's, a, it's Christ-likeness. When we, when we practice temperance, we're actually being like Christ. We're mm. being godly. Uh, God himself is an individual that, that has self-control. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about all the different times that we would get angry if someone said something bad about us, right? If someone cursed us, oh, if I was God, I would zap you to death right now, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so it takes a lot of self-control from God to interact with mm-hmm. humanity. And so when we practice self-control, we're actually being godly. But there's, what, what strikes me in Daniel is, and the reason why Daniel 1 is so important, Daniel himself has to be, uh, he, he, has to, he has to have a connection with God in order for him to be able to reveal God to others through prophecy. Mm-hmm. So prophecy is a revealer of God. That's the whole point. The reason why God gives us prophecy is to say, so that you know that I'm God. Mm-hmm. And so in, in order for Daniel to convince me that God is God, I have to be convinced that Daniel himself has an experience with God, that he knows mm-hmm. who God is. And so Daniel chapter so one sets it up. legitimacy yeah. of the authorship of, of, it's of building prophecy Daniel up. going on yeah. here. Yeah, okay. And so... That's, I think point. that's what Daniel 1 does for us. And the word that, the word that comes to mind in, when you were saying the connection mm-hmm. and he's saying revealing God is character, mm-hmm. right? The, the, that temperance is exercised by someone with a certain kind of character and the kind of character includes self-control, the ability mm-hmm. to control yourself. Mm-hmm. And that character is a, a reflection of the character of God I, himself. I love that. I love that. I, I'm, I'm seeing that. So if I'm just kind of synops, sum, summarizing well, uh, what you're saying, <laughs> synopsizing. Uh, synopsizing <laughs> um, so that God is giving, giving like all this power, political power, social power, intellectual, intellectual, spiritual power. But on our end, if he gives all this power and we don't have self-control, we may not be able to handle all these gifts that God is giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with much power. Power comes much responsibility, as the yes. dumb cliche says. But it's 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 true. It's, true. it's, it's evident in, Absolutely. in this chapter. Yeah, and it will be it will be reflected actually in the life of Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. you know, who he, has this power and can't handle it because exactly. of his. Correct. Man, that is a great. Oh, that's so Just awesome. Let me come back for Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's good. That's good. That's good, Sebastian. You know, one person said that we are what we repeatedly do, mm-hmm. right? Therefore, excellence or any any character trait is not a it's not just a one-time virtue, right? It becomes Mm. a habit. Mm. So if I am what I repeatedly do, Daniel, in this place, he's like, I don't eat meat offered to idols. That's not what I repeatedly do. That's not who I am. So when we talk about the formation of character, intemperance is not something that's like, well, you know, I'm tempered on Tuesday, but then on Wednesday, I'm this. That's not self-control, right? I have to develop the ability to repeatedly control myself, Mm -hmm. which is what makes God amazing, going back to Israel's point, is that He's never lost control, mm-hmm. right? Even on the cross when everyone is against him, the, the, the forces of hell, you know, the Jews, his own people. It's like I created all these beings, right? I could just zap them out. And yet he's manifesting the utmost of self-control, which is the true sense of power, which I believe is why God reacts that way to says, oh, I can trust these gifts with this person mm-hmm. because they've shown in a very limited way, they can control the power that they possess. Mm. Therefore, I can bestow more yeah. and greater. It's a matter of faithfulness there. Let me ask you uh, maybe a personal question. Are, have you had instances like this in your own lives where um, yeah, you, you can vouch 
that your, your dietary temperance, or not even dietary, just regular temperance, has resulted in spiritual benefits and intellectual benefits and social benefits and political benefits, <laughs> uh, and, 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 but victories in different areas, put it that way. Have, yeah. Can you vouch yeah. for that, Siku? Uh, for, for one thing, um, temperance in finding a time to sleep and wake up, mm. um, just having regularity just contextually in a, speaking if you don't know out there uh, siku just has has can, can i can i mention it yes you tell the world uh, <laughs> tell them now <laughs> <laughs> she just gave birth to 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 a baby and so this the sleep factor not as many morning, of you who are aware of the dynamics of, af- of having a baby it's tough so yeah sleep sleep or dietary is important but all the lifestyle components mm-hmm. here yeah, sorry to interrupt but i want to give the context though because it's very important yes yes yeah, sleep is very important Important. Yes. Maybe that's the first. That's why it's the first thing that came to my mind. But mm. um, I was actually thinking about back in college. Okay. Back in the day, just having a time to sleep and wake up yes. helped me a lot with my devotional life. Yes. I can't do that right now because I have a little baby, so I don't have a regular time mm, to sleep and wake yeah. up. But even with a, even with children, um, regularity in sleep time and waking mm-hmm. up time helps them tremendously with their mood all day. Like they're not Mr. Cranky Pants all the time, um, but. Spiritual benefits, personally speaking, um, just having a sleep time and a wake-up time made it so that in the morning I'm not pressing the snooze button all the time instead of getting up to have my devotions. Mm -hmm. And I find that being able to be well-rested at night makes it easier to be patient with my little children, you Mm -hmm. know, when they're driving you nuts because when you're tired, it's hard to be patient, and patience is a virtue, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But... If you're sleepy, you're tired, exhausted, it becomes very challenging, right, Justin? I, to be I, patient. I fundamentally agree with that. <laughs> As someone who has two young ones myself and, and traveling and jet lagged, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes we don't get the right yeah. rest. You get snarky with uh, your co uh, mm-hmm. team members here. Sebastian, <laughs> you're, right. you're smirking. Are you me. ready to confess now on air? <laughs> <laughs> Tell the world. Um, so. For me, I see temperance also benefiting me spiritually in terms of work. Mm. A lot of times we think about the time in which we live, we're very busy. And work is a good thing, right? Being productive, being efficient. But I found that using it judiciously and recognizing that there's a time for me to turn off work and take time with my kids, my wife, to pray, to spiritually invest. And I see the results that that has for me in terms of God helping me to grow through certain things, to work on my marriage, to be able to look at my work at the proper balance and also invite God into what I do professionally. Because if I'm so busy working, I have no time to come aside and ask God for counsel. But I found that recently I was doing this and putting aside a time to pray and to just connect with God in my work. And through that prayer time and and writing my reflections from prayer, God gave me an insight that I went back, did it, and it completely transformed the direction of a particular project I was working on. Mm. And so it just showed me how God can give you wisdom, even in practical areas of life, mm-hmm. when you exercise temperance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not um, only a, a spiritual insight or secret. I mean, I've been, uh, I read a review about a book about the 17 habits that all rich people do. This one, one guy mm-hmm. interviewed the most richest people in the world, and he found out that these rich people all had these 17 habits mm-hmm. exactly the same. They all woke up really early. They all had seven hours of sleep. They, they didn't eat between meals. They had to spend about 15 minutes of doing nothing mm-hmm. about disengaging from phones and from media and just thinking about life. And you may be thinking, what can you really do in 15 minutes? But in this day and age, with all the stuff going on, 15 minutes can be a very long time. Yes. And that's in secular success. Mm-hmm. How much more when it comes to spiritual success and communing with our Lord? Um, so there's these habits uh, that really set us up for success. Mm-hmm. 
And this is what Daniel is really telling us in in, Mm. in the spiritual world. Well, habits ultimately will develop character, and and this is what it shows. And and what what it shows about the character of Daniel was not was not formed in Daniel chapter 1. Mm. It is revealed in, in Daniel chapter 1. Why? Because character is revealed in, a, in, in times of crisis. Mm-hmm. And so now you have a crisis, but Daniel has been set up to be the, the person that God needs at this uh, mm. specific moment in time. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because Daniel has developed his habits of temperance and whatever that ultimately have shown that he is faithful in the little things. And that's essentially what... Daniel chapter 1 was saying, when Sebastian was speaking earlier about uh, what you normally do, what you habitually do, mm. that, that is true. But what we cannot miss is the fact that Daniel, under no circumstances, was willing to eat meat, offer titles, right. and drink mm-hmm. wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that he just didn't do typically. It's something that he would refuse to do no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you think to yourself, why? That's such a huge deal. It's such a small thing. But when you go back or when you go forward, sorry, in the rest of the book of Daniel, you're going to see there are other seemingly small tests that have larger consequences. Mm -hmm. And so God is saying, who can I share or who can I give a message of prophecy to that is going to reveal who I am? Mm -hmm. I can give it to people who have a yearning desire to be like me, even in the smallest of things. And so Daniel's character reveals that faithfulness in the little things is what God is looking for mm-hmm. in his people. Oh, I love that. No, I love that. What, what, what you said, Israel, just made me think of that. I, I had thought to say, we've, you mentioned three things that God is giving, giving, giving in Daniel chapter 1. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking God gave Daniel the ability and his friends the ability to, to have the temperance in the first place, you know, the strength of will, you know, to, to make these decisions. And what it brought to mind with what you're saying, that this was set up from before the mm-hmm. book of Daniel, was that, these victories, the victory even over what I'm going to eat, that victory was given before Daniel chapter 1, right? Mm-hmm. So in Daniel chapter 1, the victories reveal that like you have had a victory in this area of your life. Um, so it was a victory that God gave before that. And it just made me think the importance of those small victories with God on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. you know, just building our relationship with him. Because sometimes, you know, we're like, when the crisis comes, am I going to be faithful? But really the question is, can I be faithful to him right now yeah. in the small things? Can he give me the ability to have this small victory because that sets a foundation for Daniel chapter 1. That's a trajectory to what will happen in Daniel the Daniel chapter 7. Yes. Yeah. Let me ask you this question, and we're winding down here, but I think this is a very important question that many people get up, get mixed with, is we talk about habits, these power habits and power habits set up for success. Uh, do, is it easy to confuse these habits with salvation? Yeah. Like, I need to, I need to do these things in order to be saved, and why is this chapter a answer to that kind of thinking? They're certainly helpful. You can see that, that these habits are helpful in, in not just Daniel's personal salvation, but salvation of many people who read the book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. But we can never forget the fact that God is able to save instantaneously at any moment in time mm-hmm. a person who seeks salvation. Mm-hmm. And so there is, although there's a, a connection, the power of God is eternal. And with that note, we want to say we want you to engage in these power habits, to engage in spiritual things and spiritual success. Join us next week. We'll continue the book of Daniel here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.